What's so funny? I just don't. I don't really know what you want. Well, so <laughs> I know what we're doing here. Well, I wanted to talk about. It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern day Renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. And this other woman comes in with her daughter, right? And they're like, oh, we're going to sit out in the lobby. So they go sit out in the lobby, and Tasha's taking care of them. And at some point, I didn't even see her, but the little girl comes in, and she wants barbecue sauce. And the lady that is in front of me sitting at the bar here overhears her requesting barbecue sauce. And the server's like, I'm not sure if we have barbecue sauce available. Let me go check with the chef. And the little girl leaves, and the woman turns to, she kind of turns back around or whatever. I wasn't watching her the whole time, but she turns to me, and she's like, if that little girl wants barbecue sauce, you're going to get her barbecue sauce. And I was like, well, miss. I'm telling, and by this time, uh, one of the servers, Dennis, is like standing around the corner, like waiting for his drinks. And I'm making all these drinks, you know, I'm bartending while I'm explaining to her, I'm terribly sorry, miss, that barbecue sauce may not be something that we have to offer. We also don't have spaghetti. I don't have any penny loafers. The list of things that I don't have available is actually quite long, and it's a lot longer than the things that we do, in fact, have. So we made a list of things we do have. We call it our menu. And I grabbed her a menu and I put it in front. She was already served. She was already like had her drink and she didn't need any more things. But I was just explaining what, you know, and I was, you know, polite, maybe a little not snarky or snide. But I mean, I was obviously I was being a little bit funny with the situation. Sounds like it. Yeah. And so Dennis is just like, uh, he's just his face is red. He was laughing. I don't know. He thought it was really funny that I was telling this woman like, you know, listing all the things, airplanes and, you know, Windex, like all of the things that we don't have for you. Did you get her the barbecue sauce? I believe eventually somebody, one of the chefs made barbecue sauce for her. How do you make barbecue sauce? There are several different ways. Um, You got to have your, you know, like a vinegar or something, a tart component. Um, An acid, I guess is what we would say. An acid and then a sugar. You balance the acid and sugar. It's kind of like, um, like a whiskey sour is, is like a really thin alcoholic barbecue sauce. It's kind of what you're looking for. Like that that steel pig place in Seattle is gone. They did ra- they used raspberry uh, preserve for their sweet, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of tart component, and then vinegar, and then you stay. Well, I usually use ketchup as a base, so like a t- pureed tomato product, which is not ketchup, but we'll get back to that eventually again. I think I went back to West just so you know. So. What, so West Burgers, and we've yeah. talked about them now a couple of times. Yes. Uh, they had... I was told they fixed the ketchup situation, so I went back the other day. And what did you find? They did not, in fact, fix the ketchup situation. Who told... I mean, did you come from a reliable source? Well, Tasha said that she said oh, that they okay. had... But what they had was... a ket- It was labeled ketchup, and it was some organic pureed tomato product that was not ketchup. Ketchup is a very specific thing, I guess. It's, and it is. I mean, there's no... There's no wiggle. It either tastes like ketchup or it, or it does not. It's like the Reuben thing again. Like once you remove so many components of the sandwich, when does it no longer become a Reuben? When it's not on rye, it's not pastrami, it's not sauerkraut, and it's not Swiss cheese, and it's not Thousand Island dressing, do you get to use the name Reuben? Like why don't you just use the actual chef's name who came up with the sandwich? Say, would you like a turkey Coleman? You know? Like, what if it was? What if his name was Reuben? Then could you use that? No. I guess. I mean, my name's <laughs> That's Walter, misleading. so like, if I could just say, you know, if I, um, 
take pictures of my knee. I say, Walt, this is my knee, so I'm going to have a Walt Disney you know, website. Do you think they might take some legal umbrage against that? Like, oh, yeah, have you gone to the, the Walt, the new Walt Disney site? It's just pictures of Walter's knee, you know, and it's hilarious, but we call it Walt Disney. I would go, I would go to that website. Take, take pictures of Disney right here. If there are any web developers out there looking for a new project. If you you'd like to take pictures of Disney right here, <laughs> Walt will sell them to you. So, <laughs> did we discuss the difference between Heinz and Hunts and which one is the proper ketchup, catsup? Catsup, I, I, no, I don't think so. I think those are both very valid and, and delicious products. Okay. And they're both ketchup. But that's it. There's no... Well, no, I think there are other there are other ones, too. French's, I think, came out with their own ketchup. Okay. They're not just in the mustard game anymore. They're, and then they're... there's some... Like, I had one the other day that was this organic... Basically, they had just taken out what was the high-fructose corn syrup, mm-hmm. and they put agave nectar in it. Well, so... Heinz has an organic Right, ketchup. so it's still so, ketchup. Well, I think you have to taste it, and if it tastes like ketchup, then you get to call it ketchup. I think if it doesn't taste like ketchup, then you have to call it something else. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So you can so Mary's it's not organic just tomato one. product, or yeah. call it a remoulade. You know, if you want to. It's not one brand necessarily. No, I don't think so necessarily. <clears throat> well, there's ketchup, catsup, and I mm-hmm. don't know what the difference is. I don't know either. They both taste fine. Um, so West was not. The burger, okay, so they fixed a lot of things on the burger. The tomato was awesome, um, the cheese was great, the burger was perfectly cooked, and the, the, the lettuce on there, crunchy, perfect iceberg. iceberg. Yeah. yeah. It had crunch, the bun was toasted, and it was, yeah, it was a delight. If I had only had some ketchup to put on it, I really would have, I would have stayed and eaten it. Mm-hmm. So, we're on the topic of burgers, and I don't know if you had a chance to listen to that podcast I sent you. I didn't. That's okay. I went to a movie instead. <laughs> what did you go see? <laughs> Yesterday. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, no, I sent it to you today. I know. Oh, yeah. You want to do that? <laughs> Who's on first? <laughs> yeah. I went no. to yesterday. Oh, okay. You went to what yesterday? I went to the Beatles yesterday. It was great. It was a great movie. It seems cute. It seems funny. Yeah, it was twisty. There's like other things going on there, and I don't want to ruin the movie for anybody, but... But you would suggest it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy the DVD when it comes out. Tomorrow? I already bought it. I actually, I, pre, <laughs> I prepaid for it yesterday. Did you, you prepaid for it yesterday? <laughs> no, I didn't, yet? Actually, okay. I didn't actually do anything. Um, so one of the other things that had come... So we talked about veggie burgers. We talked about Impossible and Beyond, mm-hmm. and, you know, my whole thing... My, my are we boring them with all this burger talk do you think i don't know please write us and let me know if you if you if you're bored with burger talk but burgers are so american i mean there's there's so much so which is ironic isn't it <laughs> so the my 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 big thing about like beyond burger and and you know when you talk about the carbon footprint and the slaughter and the all the stuff that goes into meat and i'm mm-hmm. not against meat it's just taking a lot of resources mm-hmm. in my mind and what research i've done right yeah, so as a much lot as like of resources almond milk, i hear almond milk is like a gallon of water per almond that that too i like, mean there's the return on almond milk is so askew yes, that's yes. like i'm glad that you're a vegetarian or a vegan but now you've now we don't have any clean water to drink so thanks almond milk drinkers fair enough can you just I mean, learn how to drink black coffee like a grown-up that's is that's that an true. option for you i like cashew milk it's it's I like how many gallons of milk to make a cashew? I'm not sure. <laughs> but in in trying to get people to I just think that these burgers are a good sort of 
transition into okay. getting other people to try different things. There's nothing wrong with variety, and you don't have to say yes to everything. It's yeah, not. I hear you, transition. Um, but I feel like I, I, I can't harp on in the bowl enough. Like there, they it wasn't a ground meat product. It was like I don't know how they did it. The the, the duck, soy or the protein. soy protein duck that they have mm-hmm. there, where it's like. They they fabricated the sinew of the flesh like it's just the the texture of actual not ground duck but it was like sliced duck and then stir fried into their spicy dishes and it was like you could not tell that you weren't eating meat and it was amazing and delightful and delicious and if they could if the rest of the, those companies could mm-hmm. figure that out then we wouldn't it's a proper meat substitute you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like you can just do away with meat and people wouldn't even know. I would do it in my restaurant. Like, if I owned a place, I would just have it and not even tell people. They're like, oh, you want a burger? Yeah. Like, just misspell Angus and call it a mis- an Angus burger. Like, yeah, the cook's name is Angus. Yeah. Angus, like, we got two more burgers. Cook's <laughs> name is Angus and he makes it mean Reuben. Yeah, exactly. There's a company, I, I'm not sure. The I think they're in Europe. <laughs> he makes, it, he makes Reuben Europe, mean. Um, but they're called Mosa Meat and they do what is called cultured meat so oh, where they're growing it in a little petri dish thing so that is it it's 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 actual cow yeah it's actual beef right but there's so they're not slaughtering they're any animals it like a plant they're growing it in a lab it. they're they're blurring the lines it's like a but it's actual meat thing it's it like, is it's not it's not meat it's not a plant is it animal vegetable mineral well it's really neither it's, no it's made from animal like cow. i understand that but they're growing it like a plant like yeah. they're growing it and it's mm-hmm. not like it doesn't have a consciousness there's no brain stem there's no, no pain there's no. no well is there pain because i mean like in your muscle tissue there's there's the nervous system i don't runs know all throughout that so that i mean i think that's the the main issue that the vegetarians have is the the, the suffering of the animal so if you could have a pain. burger that had no pain involved or but no you suffering. have no idea what that muscle even though there's no brain to comprehend the pain but is is the nervous structure in the meat also are they growing that within the meat I don't know. So you're growing this petri dish. If you could like somehow psychically measure the amount of agony that this little morsel of meat being grown in a petri dish, it would just be screaming. Mm-hmm. Like that sounds pretty terrifying. Well, it says that they take cells from the muscles of an animal, like a cow. I guess this is also they said they could take it from any animal. They could take it from a chicken. Well, we can they could eat take people it from then. A... Yes, without feeling bad about it. That's horrible. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, that's, that's absolutely awful. <laughs> they are not doing that. It was, it, of course not. In the in the story that I listened to, the journalist suggested that. Was well, that the said, thing you wanted me to listen to? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> not yesterday, today. Today. But that's the thing you wanted me to listen um, to today. But it was saying basically, yeah, and it, you could eat whatever kind of meat you wanted to. I mean, somebody could take this technology. Now it is far from being able to feed the world. I think mm-hmm. they they've made four burgers. But um, well, seeing as how I can usually only finish half a burger, mm-hmm. that's like eight people. So it's a small start. But how do you feel about the idea of cult? You said it's freaky, cultured meat. Well, again, I think the I think it's a I think it's great. I think it's a great step. Um, I mean, for space travel, you know, like where you're going to have to get protein that's more efficient. You know, you if you want to send astronauts to Jupiter or one of the moons of Jupiter, you're going to have to feed these guys something, mm-hmm. and it can't just be carrots. You know, like they're not going to live. Like you're going to have to, you know, like the whole scurvy thing. You know, mm-hmm. like we found, we've learned a lot by, you know, the sailors and shit. Like you have to feed people a certain diet to keep them healthy. You know, and Arby's that, made a meat carrot. <laughs> yeah, you and there's a the pickle sandwich. Yes. No, no, they took sliced. They took turkey breast. 
they pressed it and then they sous vide it into the shape of a carrot with a little bit of a sprig of green on the back and they they powdered it or dusted it with like dried Orange. carrot juice oh wow so we're going the other way yes exactly so, so making... the other the other team is making just as much headway yes <laughs> the, the carnivores are, have made a move is ma- shots have making, been fired yes they're making meat <laughs> they're making meat that looks like Vegetables they're and they're calling them out of meat. Vegetables? Vegetables? I don't know. Mentionables? They're calling it a merit, a meat carrot. I don't think there's any merit in the but, carrot. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, you bring up a good point about they didn't talk about space travel, but space travel mm-hmm. and needing protein. Right. So also, you could like, grow... nuclear submarines, like, anytime you have human beings that are secluded from, like, uh, you have the, was it the Antarctic? Uh, mm-hmm. science teams that are totally secluded and they don't get their supplies but once a year and so they have to eat like what canned meat like their diet's probably really high in salt and it can't be that healthy and then they're stuck out there probably running on the treadmill just you know they're just like astronauts they're in you have to stay inside this environment because everything outside of the environment it will kill you right mm-hmm. like space and underwater like if you want to set up a, like in the abyss like, I don't think we have any underwater stations but we could if we had the right technology to keep people safe and alive yeah but what, what about atlantis is that a real thing atlantis it, i mean it may have been a city you know a coastal you know an island mm-hmm. something that yeah there's like a little town on this tiny little island and a volcanic something happened and sucked it all under and it was so long ago they didn't have books yet maybe i don't mm-hmm. know or the records to really show so you think yeah the cultured meat, do you, you think that that would be a popular thing? Do you think people, is that too icky and it weird? It fill a need, and I think, I'm not against it. I mean, would it become popular? You know, let's just have a salad, I think, would be my choice. Like, if that's what's on the menu, it's like, well, this hamburger was, brung, was grown rather than raised. I think I would just, yeah, I, I would shy away from that. Well, they were saying, too, that originally the potato, which is, I, I learned a little bit about the potato. You had a baked potato today. I did. Yeah. It was indigenous to South America. Okay. So it was not presented into Europe until, I think they said something like the 15 or 1600s. Wow. I know. I was surprised, too. And when it was brought to Europe... They said they feared it. They had all these, like, they were scared of it. They wouldn't They wouldn't eat it. They would feed it to their dogs or whatever, but mm. they wouldn't give it to humans. Pigs because it looked like a leprosy, leprosy hand, Yeah, they thought that, that it would sense. cause leprosy. And so there was all this scare of, like, we can't eat potatoes. Potatoes are bad. They're in the nightshade family, so they're from the devil. Yeah. So and back then, people were pretty stupid. <laughs> like, if you look, I mean, even today in this day and age, you know, like, C is, like, the average... Mm-hmm. that's what that's supposed to mean C average like that's like the average human being is like a C student do you have any idea how stupid that is like those no, people I mean... are the, the av- like a human like what was that that speech a person is smart people are irrational dumb crazy scared little monsters you get a group of the people group like mentality. a mob mm-hmm. like yeah mob mentality and like yeah the masses are idiots you get people into a group and they just lose their minds yeah so yeah yeah, the anti-vax kind of bullshit, or that you were asking me about the flat Earth that one time. Yes. Like, no, that's not a real thing. It's nobody actually, and if they do, then that just proves my point. Like, if you're really that stupid, the like, Earth is round and vaccinate your children. Yes, please. <laughs> but cultured meat. Eh. Well, give it time. Like, like you're comparing you th- it to the scary potato. I hear you, but the problem is we also know a lot. Like, the advances in science to get us to this weird meat cultured point. We've also learned a lot of things that, like, 
you know, like we think things are safe, like cigarettes. Doctors used to give people cigarettes. You know, like I have that that old black and white, uh, the day the year sits still. Mm-hmm. You ever see the old, the original, like Sam Raimi or whatever, uh, or uh, Michael Rainey. Uh, but like, the doctors are smoking in the hospital, you know, because they didn't know. And if with enough time, what if 30, 40 years from now, like, well, in ten, say, fifteen years from now, this cultured meat product hits the market and it's made, it's deemed safe. USDA has stamped it with their little seal of approval. Now everyone's eating it. All the school kids are, you know, having hamburger day every other day. And it's all guilt-free. No animals. We've done away with, like, raising all the, you know, the carbon emissions are down. And, like, the world is coming around to be a better place. And then 40, 50 years down the line, they find out, oh, the reason we're getting this new type of cancer that, like, can't be cured is because, you know, like, mad cow disease. Like, we did, they didn't even know, oh, we shouldn't feed cows to other cows. Like, they didn't know. Right. They didn't know. And it took them a little while to figure it out. So until they, those long-term effects can't, until we find a time machine, you know, like snap forward, like, can we extrapolate this over the next 50 years and see how it's going to affect our, our immune systems or our physiology? Like, maybe it's going to make our eyes really big and our, our mouths really narrow and our tops of our heads really big and give us smooth green skin and so we can do space travel. And then all of a sudden... We look like aliens, right? Is that is that the goal? Yeah. But we don't know what's going to happen. What you know? Yeah. Um, one of the other things they talked that about was completely crazy, isn't it? No, <laughs> not at all. No, I think. Well, here's the thing: is like, do you really believe that you are the end of evolution? That you that absolutely we, not. No, I mean, I'm. I didn't. No, I wasn't implying that you did. But my point is, is that yeah. we are not. This is. This could be the very beginning mm-hmm. of evolution if we don't. Well, my own personal body today is not done evolving. And this is what I was actually, I was thinking about this in the shower the other day. Was that, well, actually, was it the other day after I got my nose waxed, I was, mm-hmm. I was thinking about, you know, the, what they tell you in health class when you're a kid is, you know, your body's changing, you know, you're going to have these feelings that are going to, you know, like your emotional status is going to change as you're getting older, you're going to grow into this state, you're going to be growing hair in places, you know, and, you know, your body's changing. But what they don't tell you is that doesn't stop ever like you keep getting more hair in more places you know like yes. my ears like i'm having to shave my ears now it's like and i'm you know i'm 40 but it's like when i was 30 i didn't have to shave my nose or my ears quite so much and i was like even more hair on my back in the back of my arms it just keeps growing and there's just more like i'm just morphing into this troll <laughs> and it can't be stopped you're like <clears throat> so how are you combating this you said uh, wax yeah. when did you get waxed what or when where what, what i all the of the above yes i had my nose done the inside, look. I'm seeing there. Wow. Yeah, clean as a whistle. You guys can't see this, but and I'm not saying it that looks I spent. Naked, doesn't it? Yes. Now, I mean, I don't look up people's noses, and I don't remember the last time I've looked up your nose. I think I probably looked up my own more yeah. than anyone else's, and it's hairy. Yeah. And, and it sucks because just... they grow out straight, and so then they itch. You're always like, you if you breathe wrong, or you know, mm-hmm. you get a small little clingy booger in there, and it's like tickling the inside of your nose, and you're trying to work, you're trying to do stuff, and you can't. You have to go and like clean out your nose. It's obnoxious. Or like again, at my age, like some of them are gray, so it looks like I have a bat in a cave. Like I'm like trimming and shaving myself, getting ready to leave the house. I'm like, oh, I've got a booger. So I like go and like blow my nose, and I look, and it's like it's still there. And I look closer. Oh, it's a gray hair deep inside my nose. It's like just long and it's growing out. If I just let it go, how long will it get? I don't know. It's terrifying. So I had to. Is this the only thing you've ever had waxed? No, I, I let her wax my back a couple couple months ago. 
That was a terrible decision. How is that? Because I mean, I I imagine the forty year old virgin Steve Carell when yeah. he gets his chest waxed. You didn't do the chest. I did not do that. I don't think I could handle that. But the is it the same thing where they they smear the hot wax yeah. on and then they which, rip which it off? Which feels great. The like nice warm wax. It's kind of you know she's rubbing it on there. Like ooh, that's kind of nice. And then and yeah, it makes that sound and your body's just touching it. And then she would like dab with the towel, which I would imagine there was blood. Which I didn't really notice. Like I was like, "Oh, why is she? What is she dabbing? Oh, it's probably I'm probably bleeding back there." I tried not to think about that, but mm-hmm. but yeah. So I had that done. But the, the only problem with that, and it it made my shirts feel weird, like like I was like You're naked. To, under, yeah, yeah, I was naked under my shirt. <laughs> I felt all slippery, and then uh, but then it starts growing back. And it itches. Well, it was like it was pokey, so it would like get like the little tiny like pokey little hairs coming straight out and they would get caught in the t-shirt so that kind of snags and hurts and and i don't think i'm ever going to do that i have to do it again damn it why do you have to do it again well my friend kinsey is uh going to get her anesthetician license so she's got to take classes and she's like you're my friend you're doing that like you have to be my guinea pig like you have to come and do this so what 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 all will you get waxed just my back i think just your back okay would you ever like get anything in the front or in the lower like i don't think i could like i think she was a joke but like the lady who did my nose was like hey do you you want anything else done while we're here i was like can't think of anything she's like you want to wax your balls i was like i don't even think that's possible like you know so the skin is loose it's kind of like shaving a balloon you've done it (laughs) face tells me you've done it (laughs) go ahead tell the people your weird story john I'm just saying you it's need the John to John and Walter show, All isn't it? I'm saying is that you need to be delicate. It can be done. Um, you know, and it's just it's it can be done. I've never waxed anything and I've never trim. gone I've never gone extensively, but but I I did trim I tried to trim one time with the electric razor, but if you know how the electric razor mm-hmm. is like the blades are You got to get a good one. Yeah, you got to like a nice expensive one. That will that will hurt you. Not, so, like, not like one for your face or something. Right. You have to get like a good quality, like the ones that the barbers use. No, this was not that. So well, I have one of those. So that's what I use. It's not something I do on the regular. And, and but you, if you're if you're careful, and I but I would never get waxed. I mean, I'm not. You can literally do just about anything if you're careful enough, can't you? <laughs> this is we true. made it to the moon because we were this super careful. <laughs> like, um, yes. So among other things. Now, I know that you have to go soon. I do. I've got baseball. You got teams. a baseball game. Uh, and I, I know that we looped around here and we, we got a little off track, but Sorry. no, that's okay. That's okay. There. The, the other, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is what about bugs? What bugs about eating bunny? bugs? bugs? No, the car insects, insects, crickets and yes. worms and eating them as, as protein. Doesn't bother me at all. Did you see Snowpiercer? We watched it. To, did we watch it together? Did we go to the theater I together? It. No, we I didn't. saw it in the theater. Like when I it, saw it, it on like TV. A, okay, the, the the theater in Seattle mm-hmm. like when it was like came out. It was like the a preview or mm-hmm. whatever it was. I hate to ruin. Can we spoil? Is it too? It's been a few years. So if you Spoilers. if you haven't seen Snowpiercer, you need to pause this podcast now and go watch it. That's fair. That's a good warning. Okay, and then go ahead. Spoilers now. So then the big reveal mm-hmm. about where they're getting their protein, the little jelly protein bars they're eating. Is like they have this massive thing that they're cultivating all these cockroaches and bugs and insects and they're grinding it up into their food. Doesn't seem unreasonable to me. Well, this was another one of these things that I they was listening to. Quickly. Yeah, the story was saying, how do we get people to eat insects? Because insects are a great source of protein. Mm-hmm. They take up way less space than a cow. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so one of the things that people were coming into uh, troubles they were having was that the FDA has rules, has laws that are trying to keep insects out of our food chain, right, out right. of our food supply. Right. Well, if they are the food supply, then I think I feel like the reason the reason we keep the insects out of our food is because they they're not static. They didn't come from somewhere clean. Like a fly that lands on your hamburger didn't just land on another hamburger. It was it was on it was just moments ago sitting on top of a pile of dog shit. Now his tiny little legs, his sticky little the, the way those animal spiders and such stick to walls and stuff, because they have these, these little hairs on their arms and legs that allow them to stick. If you zoom in on a wall, you think it's really smooth. It's actually quite porous. So all those little <clears throat> hairs and things are sticking to the wall that allow the insects to crawl around. That's why they could be upside down or whatever. So they land on the dog shit. Now they're covered in dog shit. And now they're landing on your hamburger. That's why you whipple your handle around and get them away from your food as quickly as possible, because... Because they're disgusting. Yes. Now, if you actually take a grub or like a you know like a, a, a fly that's never been it's sterile, it's just a clean little grow bug. them in a farm. You in grow a them in a farm where it's clean and cultivate them where it's clean. Then there's not a problem. And I, I do agree that the the issue then is to sorry like how do you know that that fly was from here? Well, you know like how if you're eating cockroach you're a cockroach you know growing you know your processing plant. And then you find a cockroach. It's like, oh, is that because it's unsanitary conditions, or is he? Are you local? Like, I, like I guess we'd have to mark them in some way, or or genetically alter them so that they're blue, or that they you could you could probably do a genetic marker where they would glow under black light. You could probably do a lot of different things chemically to them as infants. Treat I think them or that feed that's them possible. Feed them certain foods that would may, uh, give them a mild phosphorescence or something. So when you get a foreigner in there, a foreign agent. And you mm-hmm. hit him with the black light, and like, nope, uh-oh, we've got a contaminated situation here. Well, I feel like there's plenty of labs and stuff in sterile environments that are impenetrable to insects. I mean... I think so. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, definitely. I think that's another thing of getting people to get comfortable with the idea of eating bugs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was always it's always baffling. Like, go to somebody's house. And, like, you don't have any in here. There's no flies in here. You know what I mean? Like, there's no insects. There's no fruit flies. You've got fruit. You've got bananas over there. That are like turning brown. No, this, I mean, no, it makes great banana bread. But like in some environments, there, there's going to be fruit flies all over that motherfucker. But like at my house, there's no bugs. And you go to some people's houses, and there are bugs. So did the bugs get in somehow, or do they were they tracked in on clothing from a hike, or you know, like how do you get, you know, house herpes? Like how does that happen? Like, well, how I do you? I mean, I think that bugs just live where bugs live, and sometimes I mean, I have lots of spiders, but I mm-hmm. don't mess with them. Maybe they keep some of the bugs away. Yeah. I lived in this apartment in Seattle many years ago where there was a bed bug scare. Like, it was like two or three doors down. And, like, somebody, I don't know how, who found out about this, but we got this warning, like, oh, this might be happening. So, my girlfriend and I went and got this, uh, was that the denatured, was that the, it's like that white powder. It's called, um, Lie? No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um,. Oh, what was that? Uh, it was some kind of earth. It was like not denatured. Earth, oh, you're talking about diatomaceous earth. Diatomaceous. Yes. Diatomaceous earth. Yeah. So we had we were putting it into the outlets. We put it all around. Like we went. Well, I went crazy. She was like, "Oh no, just a thin line." I'm like, "The hell you say!" Like we, I was putting it in every crack and crevice around the whole place. And then we had like this guy coming out with uh, bed bug sniffing dogs to see like which apartments were infected. And like we were clean, we were good, but we still moved out of there. We were just like, yeah. It's only a matter of time if yeah. we don't. We can't keep supplying, you yeah. know, so, earth and yeah. I think they they fixed the problem or whatever it was, but we got the fuck out of there for sure. It doesn't. Once a problem in my mind. I mean, I think that's yeah. Like, how do they get in there? 
where did the bed yeah. bugs come from? Like, how do you get that, you know, that kind of thing? I knew a girl many, many years ago. She had, she got ringworm. Like, like how do you, like, they get into your house somehow. And, like, you sleep, if, you sleep, if somebody has ringworm, it's contagious. Like, if you sleep with, like, next to them or if they sleep in your house, mm-hmm. the ringworm can get into your sheets. And then, you know, it's like a... Well, that's a parasite, yeah, right? Yeah, lives like, in you, but it's also contagious. <clears throat> Gross. Well, not, so I mean, I guess the the problem is is that bugs. There's there's like Stigma. good bugs and there's there's really bad bugs. The there's ones disease that, ones. Like the, crickets can be can be eaten. They can be cooked and fried. And they're also obnoxious. Well, yeah. I mean, can you imagine living in a cricket or working in a cricket farm? Like, did you just hear that all day long? I mean, you wouldn't hear only at night, right? I don't know. <laughs> no, they go whenever they're around. Huh? Well, when I don't they know. know. They're mating. Well, I just think that. Uh, I just think new and more. I'm all for sustainable Protein food options. sources of, yes. of any kind, and I think varied. You know, it would be boring if we were just like there's only one kind of burger or there's only one kind of this. So I'm mm-hmm. like all for cultured meat. Yeah, we need veggie, protein, and we're gonna have to have protein, it. We're gonna run out of some. We're gonna insects. start running out of stuff soon, so we're gonna have to figure something out. It's general. Yeah, within our lifetime, we're gonna run out of stuff. Yeah. So, go get a burger while you can. So buttons on your socks. It's John. It's John. Thank you for listening to Gluten Is Not Your Problem. Send your ideas, comments, and questions to glutenisnotyourproblem at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. Oh, John.